0: And we're back. Welcome back, uh, listeners, friends, loyal followers, mom. Uh, Welcome back. It's episode 15 of Long and Hard. Uh, Now, just to give you a quick little preamble about this show before we get right into it, uh, I... I want to introduce the the show today, just because it's a very special episode. Uh, We have our first guest on the show. Now, uh, this gentleman, you may have heard of him, uh, you know, he's from Edmonton. Uh, He is one of the co-hosts of the Rising Smash Hit podcast, Long and Hard. Uh, He's uh, involved in the real estate world, former real estate agent, uh, currently an entrepreneur in the real estate and uh, clothing space. Uh, very inspiring story. His name is Joshua Blaze. Uh, and yeah, we, we talked a little bit about uh, his story. Now, those of you who maybe don't know, uh, or <laughs> forgot or whatever, uh, Josh actually had a severe spinal cord injury about six years ago now. Right. And, uh, you know, he had to, uh, learn how to walk again and it, it's a really incredible story. So we had him in, uh, to talk about that. And it's probably one of our more serious episodes in a while, little while, but, uh, it, you know, it's a very, very phenomenal, amazing story. Right. And, you know, even as someone who is his close friend and was his close friend at the time of the accident, um, you know, you kind of get used to it. So it was really interesting to, uh, revisit, a lot of aspects of his story uh there was a bunch of stuff that i had heard for the first time like a lot of things i never learned before he hadn't talked about before uh so that's very interesting to hear uh just a really great kind of comeback story uh it is truly as cliche as it is it's very inspiring and i think a lot of people can learn from it and uh, from the positive takeaways and just an incredible journey and then you know we, we also get into uh, kind of the mindset aspects of it and how he learned from that and also what he's doing uh, going forward so without further ado ladies and gentlemen may I introduce to you Mr. Josh Blaze. How was, uh, how was Best Buy? Did you get lost in the VR headset section, or what?
1: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so realistic. Yeah, they put that on me, and I was there for fucking two hours. Yeah,
0: so. it's like she's right here in front of me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'll see if these two cards work, because mm-hmm. 32 gigs times 2 equals 64. Math yeah. for you kids out there.
0: Yeah, yeah should be fine. You another. think a micro S D could have more.
1: Yeah. These are S D aren't they?
0: Or what or yeah. are they micro I D? I don't I is don't there know. nano SD? Dude, or... I know so little about <laughs> camera shit. <laughs> if this if this works, this will be a marvel <laughs> for you, us. Are you out there right now? Yeah, yeah. So if you're we seeing finally the, video figured version, out the video, component yeah, for
1: 15 episodes we're yeah. the long and hard yeah. podcast.
0: Granted, we didn't really have have the option of like this true, before true. so um, yeah it's quite a
1: bit better at the but, same time you know yeah professional
0: yeah exactly a little more legit rising legitimacy <laughs> uh 15 episodes is like a good number to sort of learn a little bit more about what you're doing with that right so, i think
1: so too yeah yeah jamie look that shit yeah
0: jake jake producer jake who's totally behind the camera i'm not just talking to no one
1: <laughs> oh shit look at that
0: <laughs> um Fucking, oh shit, I don't think I gave you the Wi-Fi, so I'll be in charge of uh, looking shit up. But oh, okay,
1: all good. So you I want, feel like I've got like double fist in here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there's beers in the fridge over there if we, <laughs> or really. Maybe when we, get a, yeah. when, we, when we get our first guest. First guest, we'll yeah. be a good host. Yeah. If we do it, we should record in the evening time, so it's more acceptable this to, to do that.
1: You don't want to start drinking at like 9.30 a.m.?
0: I can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning, right? <laughs> it is physically impossible to. So, yeah, this is true. yeah. What's uh? How was your long weekend?
1: It's not bad. Didn't do too much. Just slept. Did some work.
0: Nice classic. <laughs> I guess you just parted it up from February to. This is true. June. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> if if you out there are seeing the dead stare on my face, yeah, you know what's yeah. going on. So <laughs> the if we could see inside Josh's head,
0: it would be like. Cutting to like, traumatic like the helicopters <laughs> over Vietnam sort of thing.
1: <laughs> Just traumatic experiences from yeah, Montreal. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So how how the launch of your show go last it was, week?
1: It was pretty good. Um, threw it up on the old Facebook and yeah. YouTube, uh, and I think I got like fifty views total on it. So nice. It's not bad. Not I'm bad. sure. Three. Did years you from check now.
0: your listens? Your listens were not too bad on the SoundCloud as well
1: yeah this is true yeah no i'm i'm uh i'm sure five years from now it'll be like 50 listens but for me that was pretty significant so yeah that will be amateur stuff
0: (laughs) you know the camera being here is making me a touch like conscious of like how i'm sitting and stuff because audio we could be fucking like naked and no (laughs) one would know right true and then when we do the google hangout one like it alternates cameras Mm -hmm. so like if it would switch to you i could like Fuck around with shit yeah, exactly. Pick my nose or whatever yeah, yeah. I needed to do, right? Yeah, so no,
1: you can't do. No, I have shit. to sit,
0: sit and look cool all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until we, until we get to have it where there's two cameras, like yeah. focus on each of us, yeah. and then one that's like more zoomed, and then have like cuts. So they alternate. To, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So when like one person's talking, goes
0: yeah, exactly into your face. So that is that requires a real producer producer. so that's a little (laughs) ahead of the ball here but uh yeah yeah did
1: you get like any feedback on the show or anything or what uh no just uh a couple shares on facebook which is nice so Mm -hmm. i actually had some like clients from a previous real estate experience and they're like oh there was something up with your walking (laughs) and they're like we we didn't want to say anything about it but i was like yeah and I was like, "Thanks for sharing it," because she oh. shared it with like all of her friends and stuff. And oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's always good too when it's like someone outside your network, because then it's entirely new exposure, not just Truth. your same friends seeing it from someone else. Yeah, whatever, right? yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah, yeah my oh, that's that's really My
1: 831 nice. friends on Facebook. Got to get it out yeah. to at least five more people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Man, I'm almost at like a thousand friends. I looked at the other day, <laughs> and I was like, we literally had just had a conversation about. Yeah, if you have 2,000 friends on Facebook, 1,000 friends. They're not actually your friends, blah, blah, blah. And sure. then I, like, notice that. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have, I mean, shout out Facebook friends.
1: Love you guys. <laughs> so, we actually do have some buddies of ours that go on their friend list and purge their friend list on a yeah, regular basis. Yeah,
0: and then they, you know, look at property out in the... With no city water uh, out in the countryside. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when they build their houses, they put... uh Radio like an sheet. EMF sheet yeah. through the, all of the house. So <laughs> yeah, dude, I was at this listening appointment one time and like these people were like kind of health types, mm-hmm. but you know, in, in like, you know, eating well and juicing and whatever, but also yeah. like a kind of naturopathic health in the same way where like it was some stuff that's like a little pseudoscience and then we were sitting there discussing the home. We're sitting, we were, it was around this time and we were sitting outside, and then one of them's like, sorry to interrupt you, Thomas, but look at that chemtrail up there because there had been two that, like, two airplane paths had crossed. Yeah. So it made, like, an X yeah in oh the my. sky. I'm yeah. like, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still yeah. list your host. Yeah. <laughs> didn't end up listing. <laughs> really? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: They didn't teach you how to yeah. build a tinfoil hat or?
0: No, I kn- I knew how to do that already. I oh, think, okay.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, some people get out, out there with that stuff. Uh, one of my ex-girlfriend's, like, friend's mom's, I guess, she was, like, this huge nut fitness health yeah, nut. Yeah. I say that in, like, the most positive of Yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. But, But she had, like, a water dispenser where it was, like, this natural, like, rock that, like, filtered the water. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, like, the water would go through, like, the rocks and then you would dispense it. So, supposedly, that got rid of a bunch of impurities and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Didn't taste any different. But, you know. Yeah. I I played it up for her, though. I was like, hmm yeah ooh this is good is this Fiji water (laughs) is this Fiji water does this come from a glacier
0: yeah so I mean should we uh, take it all back to where speaking of walking a little funny and stuff (laughs) where that all began and uh let's do it you know give us the well for those of you who haven't listened uh go check out uh Invictus Josh's new podcast yes the Invictus podcast by uh yeah his solo project focused more on uh you know life-changing injuries and recovery from said injuries right so i feel like
1: jack white or something now his solo project oh oh
0: like the white stripes (laughs) yeah i'm like who (laughs) his
1: (laughs) solo project
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i mean did i say solo project i meant to say solo podcast but either either way way. uh, go give it a listen it's a little more in-depth but for those of you who for the people out there who aren't going to do that, <laughs> tell them a little bit about uh, your, your history here, Josh.
1: My history. Okay. All right. So about six years ago, we've been friends Man, since six like... six years, Hey, I, it, I was thinking seven. about that this morning. It's Yeah. That's a long time. So that's like 12, 14, so 14 years, I guess. So anyway, mm-hmm. so six years ago, uh, I was out snowboarding in the Alberta mountains and... Yeah. Uh, Yeah, uh, essentially hit this lip while I was snowboarding. And it was like opening day. Sorry, I'm going to shut my phone off here.
0: (laughs) Um. (laughs) I will not
1: throw off Josh's own podcast. (laughs) And um, it was, yeah, it was opening day on the mountain. Uh, I won't say which mountain it was, but... um, I
0: didn't realize it was that early in the season, actually. It was literally,
1: like, the first weekend it was open. And they probably shouldn't have been open, because there was... And it leads into the story, but they... You weren't actually able to ski all the way down to the bottom of the mountain. So they had, like, uh, a chairlift that would bring you up to, like, the middle of the mountain. And then they would have their other chairlifts that would bring you further up. Mm -hmm. So... There was no snow, essentially, at the bottom of the mountain. When we got to the mountain, we were like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But, obviously, being us, we're like, oh, there's snow at the top, though. So, yeah. we'll, we'll go up there. Yeah, um, Yeah. anyway. So, we were, we were at, like, one of the top of the mountains. And I'm sure that the way that I'm saying this, people will be able to figure out which mountain I was at. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we were coming down probably, like, third run of the day. Maybe even second. And there's this lip, and my two buddies I was skiing with two of my closest friends at the time, and they actually like slowed down and then kind of like just took the lip going the other way. And I, being me, decided to hit it at like full speed. I don't know why I decided to do it, but that's just me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and on the other side, it was kind of like a drop off. Like I just wasn't expecting the height I was going to be coming down mm-hmm, from,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and kind of like opened up the, rolled as, down the windows. Yeah, as Dylan as Dylan would say, because he was there, and uh, just came down and landed right on my ass. And as soon as I hit, I uh, I wonder if the mic's going to pick that up
0: yeah that's that was probably let me check the monitoring oh yeah that was pretty (laughs) fucking loud maybe don't do that again but uh yeah anyway anyway
1: came down right on the ass and as soon as I hit couldn't feel my legs anymore yeah yeah and uh I mean obviously you know something's wrong at that Mm -hmm. point right you're just like this is not like a normal fall uh and you as Dylan and Cody, my two buddies that were with me, they'll they'll tell the story. I was like laughing, but like kind of like not a happy laugh. It was like this like in hysterics. Kind yeah, of thing, like or they or were like... kind of like, "Is he joking?" type of thing. And I was like, "Yeah, I, I can't get up." Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So essentially, my legs felt like they were like a million pounds each. Like yeah. there was just like no moving, the snowboard whatsoever.
0: Could you? Do you recall? Could you move them physically at all at that time, or uh, no? Did it feel like you were trying to, and nothing was working? It felt what? like
1: they like it felt like from like my torso down, there was just like no real feeling whatsoever, and there was no like, there was no yeah, yeah. moving okay. of anything. Okay, so obviously you're up at the top of the mountain, and you're like, well, fuck! Like, how am I supposed to get down? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was really lucky. I was skiing with two buddies. So one of them stayed with me, kind of kept me, you know, calm, talked mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And uh, the other one skied out and got ski patrol, and they came up with uh, their, you know, like the basket, and they mm-hmm. they got me into the basket and skied me down to the point where they could get me off the mountain. Yeah. And then put me in the back of a pickup truck, drove me down to base camp, and essentially started cutting my like snow pants off and my jacket off and all that so so were the conditions like they just couldn't get a helicopter onto the mountain sort of thing or what i don't think that
0: or there was enough space or what? it's
1: not like like i don't know if they would do that in a resort type scenario right so like right. like i don't actually
0: know. yeah because uh i believe i was at sunshine this past year and they had to close the highway because to pick someone up who hurt themselves, yeah, but it's because they have to get them down to the highway that goes into Sunshine yes. and then land the helicopter. Oh,
1: there. like okay.
0: they because you do it wasn't at Sunshine, so yeah, shut <laughs> Sunshine, but uh, <clears throat> um, it, well, I don't know, like anyone who's ever been around a helicopter, like it's it's 10 times worse than the movies where yep. like you can't hear, you like, can it, hear blows anything. every fucking oh, thing yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah, 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 so
1: so no, um, I don't like I don't know if they would ever do that at a resort, I guess, yeah. If you're skiing in the backcountry and there's no
0: yeah, other way yeah, of getting to yeah, you,
1: hundred yeah. percent. But uh, so,
0: so they get you down there.
1: Yeah. So they got me down there. Started cutting off my my ski pants and my jacket. I just fucking bought those like the two days before. <laughs> bought the hottest new gear. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my steez was on point that then. Um, and yeah, they just kind of kept me there. I don't know if they put me on any morphine or any sort of drip or anything. They just kind of like were talking to me and like they didn't know what was going on right so Mm -hmm. like nobody was wanting to say what's going on um they just knew that they had to get me to a hospital right Uh, right right one of the funniest things is they're like man we've had like people like break their like fingers and they were in like hysterics yeah and i was just like super like
0: do you think it was perhaps you were in like so much shock it like l- literal physical shock but then also like mental and the body goes in kind of defense
1: mode and potentially i also like i kept telling myself in my mind i was just kind of like if you're gonna get any more out of like like if, if you don't stay level like you might hurt yourself more like if you start like thrashing about or something yeah yeah okay, like, okay you might hurt yourself more um and going back just a little bit they actually think that i came down on top of a tree stump like a, a stump that had been cut, because I one had was like just covered a little bit. Or yeah, what? yeah. Because there, there, was really not a lot of snowpack. But they think that they that was like the thing that I came down on. It was really? just like a comedy of errors, and just well, why like the I impact? It, yeah, w- yeah. <laughs> that one was um, a little no, bit less yeah. registered. Um,
0: yeah. <clears throat> the it, like the impact was just like like the was consistent with. Well, that, actually, I had
1: like a um. On my ass cheek, there was like a, like a, it was almost like a, a tree branch. Oh, like, okay. So I was actually like bleeding and they found that after, but it was like, like a significant, like, like, yeah, like, like stuck in you yo, or yeah. like, no, oh. like, 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 there, like was, took like, a big chunk out of you. Yeah, it was like a, a puncture wound. So they had really? to like stitched that up yeah, when I got to the hospital. Interesting. And all that. Yeah.
0: Huh. I, I had never heard that part before. Yeah.
1: So, um, anyway, we, uh, they call out, uh, stars Ambulance and, Put me into the back of the helicopter and airlift me off with, you know, because everybody's like, oh shit, there's a fucking helicopter on opening day. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I always tell everybody about the helicopter ride because it was like the most whack experience of my entire life. They have me on, well, they have me on like all of these like different painkillers. I could not feel a thing, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, Like, just lying there, like, whoa. And, first (laughs) of all, you're in a helicopter, right? And they put me on, like, what I would later find out to be ketamine. Yeah. And (laughs) your head (laughs) detaches from your body. Yeah. And you're, like, looking down on your body. And your head's, like, on the ceiling of the helicopter. And you're in a fucking helicopter. And it was just, like, the most, like a true out-of-body experience 100 100%, percent, like super out-of-body have you ever is that a
0: semi-common reaction to ketamine or experience have Have you ever looked into that sort of thing
1: i believe it is (coughs) right one because you know
0: sometimes people who take like something like ayahuasca supposedly you experience very similar things yeah like an out-of-body
1: experience yeah i think that yeah ketamine is supposedly that's why people take it is for the yeah they sit on the couch and they're like Whoa, you know? But anyway. But
0: then you're just watching yourself sit on the couch. That's not very interesting. <laughs> right?
1: For me, it was interesting. I was yeah. in the helicopter. Yeah. Had all these people around me. Um, yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, if you remember uh, Oscar Pistorius, do you remember the guy who was like the blade runner in the Olympics? Like he was the first double amputee to run in the oh, Olympics? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then he later killed his girlfriend and all that. Yeah. I think this was after the fact. Like I think he killed his girlfriend after I had yeah he was still a good guy at that point yeah yeah but anyway I just remember thinking in my mind this super fucked up thought I was like well if my legs don't work anymore they can just like cut them off and I'll like put the blades on and then I'll be that guy but that's not how that works right like if your legs don't work you you right you (laughs) need yeah (laughs) you need yeah yeah Yeah. I was thinking about like this like cyborg (laughs) Fucked (laughs) up. yeah 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 but anyway they get me to the hospital in Calgary, uh, offload me on the roof, bring me down to the emergency room where I'm mm. there for like six hours or whatever, and then they they t- they give you the news. They're like, "Well, this is what happened to you." And it was like, I broke the big cojona. The thing that did it was I broke my T12 vertebrae. Vertebra. I still don't vertebrae. know. The pl- yeah, I don't know the plural versus singular. I broke my spine at level T twelve, yeah. Um, compression fracture, and that essentially pinched my spinal cord, and I was an incomplete paraplegic right then and there. Um, I mean, I had a bunch of other minor injuries, like I actually broke two vertebrae above, two below it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I obliterated my tailbone. But I mean, right. who gives a shit about that, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh.
0: So the the break of the vertebrae is what bruised the spinal cord, correct? Right? Yes. Yeah, so because you can compress and fracture vertebrae and with not have mb like yeah. not have to relearn to walk and stuff. Oh right? yeah. yeah, like people can
1: break like yeah. there's people that break their spines and stuff. But I I broke it like you know how like the spine is like the column and then there's like the offshoots. Yeah. Some people will break like the offshoots. Yes, I've uh, yes, and, and that's not going to do anything. That, too. No, yeah. yeah. But what I did is I actually broke the column. And the mm-hmm. column, mm-hmm. so the impact that came, like I came down hard enough to pff,
0: break it, yeah. yeah,
1: like that way.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, so because so, it was straight up and down, uh, yeah. impact force versus like side to side, sort yeah. of. Yeah, right? and so. I mean,
1: uh, a lot of spinal fractures happen in that like that way. Yeah. Um, you'll see it if people jump off like the four story of their building or something, or like. Or like Mm -hmm. come down from, what they say is usually your height plus a couple feet. So if you're six feet tall, eight feet plus, if you come down and you're not like, there's no shock absorption, you can, you can do that. So, Hmm. and I landed right on like sitting in the sitting position. Yeah. So there was just nothing to like. Nothing. To absorb the
0: shock. Other than the bones. Exactly. So vertebrae is actually the plural and then
1: vertebra is singular. Okay. I think I was right. I don't remember, but anyways, yeah. Um, so yeah, and it essentially pinch the spinal cord, and that's where, for those of you don't that don't know, the spinal cord is essentially what sends signals down from your brain mm-hmm, to the rest mm-hmm. of your body and back, uh, so for <clears throat> muscle contraction control, blah blah blah, yeah. blah blah. Um And some people will actually sever it completely, mm-hmm. and that's what you when you will see a, what they call a complete injury. And that's a very dire situation yeah. like you probably sorry, yours is, was incomplete incomplete Correct. yeah yeah So when you have a complete injury, it's very, very difficult to um, come back from if at all, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say impossible because I don't I don't believe anything's impossible but um, and with the adage of medical technologies and stuff like that are coming out how um, stem cell therapy and stuff like you Probably we'll see people that are complete paraplegic and quadriplegics recovering Mm. a substantial amount of function within the next probably decade, 20 years. It's actually insane what's going on in that space. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But uh, where were we? Uh, In the hospital. Give you the news. Um, Yeah, and then they, so my buddies are with me. I actually had three buddies with me one stayed in town and didn't ski that day. So I fucked up his entire weekend. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, yeah. So they were at the hospital with me throughout the whole process. Obviously they have to make the phone call to my parents and tell them like what happened. Yeah. And it just so happened that weekend that I did that. My mom is in like Churchill, Manitoba or something to see polar bears. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's seeing these polar bears and my dad goes and picks her up at the airport when she's coming back from the trip and he says we're going to Calgary and my mom's like oh shit like something happened. Right right yeah, yeah. like she knew in that instant right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody really knew what was going on cuz my friends weren't my friends aren't doctors they don't know what's right what that means right? So anyway they get there that evening um they put me on a bunch of painkillers. I mean, obviously in the, like the worst pain of my entire life. Um, and I was going to get surgery the next morning mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, in the process though, they were trying to give me what they call a central line into your, like your vein, I guess. Yeah. In yeah. Your neck. Yeah. Yeah. To better distribute, um, the IV and, uh, painkillers and all that stuff. And he hit, I want to say, the artery in my neck. And um, there was this huge commotion. I didn't know what was going on because I was high as a kite on painkillers and all this stuff. But uh, started actually, like, bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And they had to, like, close it off and redo the line and all this stuff. But they kept sending me out for tests the whole night, six or seven different, like, CT scans, MRIs, blah, 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 blah. The reason they were doing that was to make sure I wasn't, like, internally bleeding from the, the botched job.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, neck. yeah. Yeah. You know, because you mentioned that in your... I listened to your podcast. Yeah. And, like, I had never heard that part of it. Yeah, I, man. Right?
1: That was the most fucked up part, of though, the entire that's thing.
0: That's actually probably the scariest part yeah. in many ways. Well, I mean, like, really, you're not right? going
1: like, to... You, like, you're not going to die from the this type of injury I had. But that, like... Yeah. That's... Super dangerous, nice. right? Yeah,
0: jeez. So they obviously got it under. They got control. it. I mean, I'm here today, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Did, they, did you have to get like blood donations? Did they say anything?
1: No, actually. So um,
0: actually, so how did they tell you about that? Like, was it days or weeks you later? Know or that? Something or someone like, told you. It's eventually? like it's
1: like somebody told me about it eventually, and I yeah. just don't really recall it because yeah. I was so out of the loop. Well,
0: and there was so much coming at you for oh, so long, 100%. right? That like, yeah. And I now was just, just no, right? So,
1: yeah, I was just like. You know, it was just kind of like this other thing that was going on in the background. Your mm-hmm. mind's on, like, your injury, but you're also, like, not really there because of all the stuff that they're putting into you to try yeah. to, like, make you not feel a bunch of pain, right? You're, so,
0: like, you're in the, like, the heavy metal world from that one episode of South Park in that old movie. With, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways. Yeah, it wasn't that
1: fun, though. But, it, yeah. yeah, I wish. <laughs> so, anyway, the next morning, they got that under the control. Um... Well, I guess the worst part about the entire experience was me getting transferred from like the stretcher to take me down to the test, back to the hospital bed, mm-hmm. and then they did that like six times. Yeah. Throughout the now, day.
0: Y- w- you were in pain. Could you still feel things even on top of the medication? Like oh were, yeah, like yeah. there was
1: no, there was no help for me.
0: <laughs> like even though they had so much in your system. Oh yeah, like there was still,
1: yeah. um, there was still, not. It wasn't doing very much. Okay. And they also were, like, trying to get me into surgery, get that through the whole process, and then your pain management comes a little bit later when you're, like, lying in a hospital bed mm-hmm. for the next however long. Yeah. Um, but the funny, the funniest part was I was probably, like, 205 pounds at the time. Like, I was the biggest I'd ever been, and there's these little nurses, like, lifting me between the bed and stuff, and it was just, oh, man, it was a clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. anyway, so we go down to surgery the next morning and have you ever gone under for surgery
0: uh when i got my wisdom teeth pulled
1: okay they put you actually put you under yes okay yeah it's kind of like not a fun experience like you don't really like i mean you hear about people like dying from general anesthetic right right where they like botch the and after that i was like oh the (laughs) Yeah, I guess yeah. Some fucking hospital I'm in here. Yeah, (laughs) they almost make you bleed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, you're you have all those thoughts running through your mind. Nobody likes to go through surgery, but um, anyway, they cut me open right down the middle of the uh, of the back and open me up and put metal bars on each side of the spine to stabilize the break. Mm -hmm. Uh, so for five vertebrae. One, two, three, four, five on each side. Vertebres. Yeah, they, they stabilize the, the break just like that. Yeah. And so I had metal in me for two or three years. I actually went and got it out three years later because I Was it three years later? It was either it was I think it was two years later. Two years. That two years later? About right. yeah. yeah. It was twenty fifteen, I wanna say. Okay. Um because I, I wanted So was like, it twenty
0: thirteen that you twenty thirteen, yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually kinda remember when you was Snapchat around then, because I think you Snapchatted me and you were in a uh, it was yeah. gown hospital gown, and you yeah. were like, broke my back, lol. <laughs> like, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what you said. <laughs> and then I'm like, dude, what? Like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> what? and yeah. then you're like, I don't know, man. But like, hours later, because you were obviously just so fucked up and then also
1: yeah. in and out of yeah. things, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so uh, surgery goes well, I'm in a hospital bed for the next two weeks in Calgary. Yeah. That was part of the the funny story we told the other day where they're just like feeding me all these painkillers and they're not really doing much because at the time everybody in our friend group was like bodybuilding or like really getting Mm -hmm. into fitness and we were just drinking like gallons of water. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the hospital I was drinking cups exactly like this. Yeah. Uh, And I was drinking like 10 of them a day. Mm -hmm. Or Twelve of them a day, and just right through the system, right? Yeah. And you, uh, you can't get out of bed to take a piss, right? So they have you like catheter it up and all that shit, but fun stuff. Fun <laughs> yeah, stuff. I bet, I bet. Mm.
0: All right, we're gonna have a nice little cut here because we need to pause and switch our camera over. So where were we? Ah, uh, you know, what the hell did you say? You got your. Metal, you had just gotten your metal friends put in. The right? metal friends, yeah. And then, yeah, fuck, I guess. I don't know. Give us the, like, obviously you had to, like, get home and blah, blah, blah. Uh. There was some shit with that. But, like, you know, you hurt yourself. It was a crazy experience in the hospital.
2: Mm.
0: You get, well, because you were in hospital for a while here, correct? Yeah. And they were doing physio in hospital, right? Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess, yeah, like, what, what was the point where it was, like, you were done uh the initial like reactionary surgery and stuff, and now it was recovery like where where yeah. did
1: that how like how long was it to get there? And, yeah, I think the- that recovery was probably like maybe two or three days after the surgery so they like they like let you lie in bed messed out of your mind on morphine and all that stuff and the the funniest part was morphine wasn't even working for me, so they had to like I was like, "What did they put me on on the helicopter?"
0: <laughs> I want that. I want what that guy's having.
1: <laughs> so they actually like called Starz Ambulance. Like, what did you put him on? Because it actually worked. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, well, we put him on like a mix of like fentanyl and ketamine." And I was nice. like, "All right." And those two words, like you've never heard before in your life, but now there's now as of two yeah, years yeah. ago or whatever, yeah, there's now these fentanyl epidemic or yeah, whatever, yeah, overdoses and stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, so they put me on that mix instead. And uh, my friends always like to talk about the button. I don't, ever, I don't think you ever saw the button.
0: No, but I know what it is. Yeah, the yeah.
1: button. So the button is, they put you on morphine and you're allowed to press keep the talking, button. Keep talking, keep talking. Every 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you don't, like, overdose yourself. Yeah. So you press the button and then for me it was like, i pressed press the button and I was just pass yeah. out and think i had slept for like six hours. But yeah. I would wake up and it was like 15 minutes later and I would wake up and it was like just this like drenched sweat. Like I'd been in the gym like three hours like running on a treadmill type of sweat. It was actually yeah, like yeah. messed up. Didn't do anything for my pain. Just made me go to sleep for 15 minutes. And then I would hit the button and I'd do it all over again. <laughs> Fuck. You know I
0: did hear that story. I remember that now. Yeah. Oh god. They bought That me, sounds terrible. My
1: buddies bought me like a fucking teddy bear. And the teddy bear, I would take, it was, it was a joke, I would take the teddy bear, and I'd take the teddy bear's paw, and I would, like, press the button with it, and then three minutes later, zonk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, geez. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you gotta look at the funny stuff when it's, when you're oh, that for sort sure. of experience. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so morphine wasn't working, so they put me on the, on the other stuff, and that mm-hmm. started to do a little bit of the trick, but, um, yeah, um, another funny story was I was in, like, a private room, and, uh this is how high I was, is they were like, do you want to, like, go to, like, a shared room so you can have, like, a roommate? And my, like, mind was like, yeah, man, I want a friend. Like, I want to be somebody, somebody else that's as messed up as me. Put me in another room, right? Um, It was the neuro ward, so, like, the neuro uh injury ward. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay, who's my roommate going to be? Somebody that has, like, a brain injury or something? Right. Uh, The... First guy that I had as a roommate was out of there in like a day or two. He hmm. was, he went back home. Next guy I get some like 95-year-old dude who had a stroke.
0: Oh jeez. Yeah, and like yeah. was
1: not going to make it. Oh man. <laughs> it was Thanks. like it was like this like like this tragedy and you're just like you couldn't sleep because like you're well they were attending to him on like constantly a nightly basis to like make sure he wasn't like drowning in his own whatever. Like yeah, you had to yeah, pump, yeah. pump your lungs and do all this stuff. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh fuck. Yeah. It was pretty pretty fucked, man. Yikes. Yeah. So but um just to add to the just to add to add the to fun the plate. Yeah. Add to the fun. But anyway, they try to get you up into a wheelchair and like get around the, the hospital and all this stuff. And um they went as soon as they took out like the IVs, that's when I started when I that was when I was able to start like doing some sort of rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and they first, like, start you by, like, sitting you up and, like, hoping that you don't pass out because, like, that's a lot of effort. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, three days later, they'll, like, get you to, like, sit up and, like, try to, like, reach over and, like, touch, like, a ball or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, they, like, start you out like an infant, man. Like, these, yeah. Like, you're yeah, wow. essentially relearning everything. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So, and they don't know what your prognosis is going to be. Like, they don't know what your outcome is. Every single spinal cord injury is different. Like. Mm-hmm somebody could do the exact same thing as me yeah, and they might be in a wheelchair for the rest of life. Yeah. Well, I've even thought about that and, you know, maybe
0: stuff you've said or others have said over the years where it's like, I, I'm pretty, I do believe that like you recovered as much as you did because you were such a like physically fit person. You kind of had that self-improvement mindset. You did, you you know, you kind of built on it where you had the right frame of mind to go into that injury and be like, okay, like uh, I can get better. I can get 1% better yeah. every day or every week or every month. And eventually I will get my situation yeah. will improve. To right? wherever I yeah. can get it to. And them. like, you know, it, you can't say this without talking. Cause there probably are, there's probably a lot of people out there who had very, very, very similar injuries yeah. that are yeah, uh, in wheelchairs or yeah. very limited walking ability. And, yeah. you know, part of that may have been, they didn't have as positive of an outlook on, the recovery process
1: perhaps yeah i think that like there's a lot to say for how powerful the mind is in Mm -hmm. these sort of situations in in all uh challenges you face in life right like Mm -hmm. um when you start thinking that you can't do something like it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy right so from day one man like i was like i'm gonna walk again i'll be fine like i was i was gonna do whatever it took Mm -hmm. to get better yeah and um yeah i would say the mindset definitely played but but the the working out and stuff like if you're not working out start working out today Mm. because if you get injured like that yeah you have at least something to fall back on Mm -hmm. that like your muscles are trained so they know how to like fire properly and all this yeah and like that's i think that's what really did it for me because about a week or Hmm. a week and a half into the injury i could start like contracting like my quad muscles and like
0: right okay so you kind of had that in of like you knew how to do that but you also had the literal yeah. narrow pathway right? yeah like knew how to flex you you can sort of
1: flex parts of your quad slightly independently right yeah. So, yeah yeah um and as soon as i showed like the nurse that and i showed my mom that and actually one of my mom's really good friends who's a doctor here her son was in calgary at the time and he's he was like a neuro student or something I want to say okay, and he was actually in the hospital. I don't remember because I was drugged. But okay, um, yeah, yeah. But when I when I did that, he was like, like that's really good. Like if you can do that mm-hmm. this short after an injury, mm-hmm. like you, your prognosis is probably going to be mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. So yeah. there was that too. Um, and I mean I was really lucky. I there was somebody looking over me to how i broke it that i was able to get back on my feet too mm-hmm. um but yeah so anyway still in calgary they fly me out to edmonton about two weeks later those two weeks feel like felt like they were like a month dude like i, really? I felt like i was in or, like down. a year I a year man like i felt like i was in calgary for like hmm. half a year man yeah and um i mean time's moving so slow you're on all these painkillers like you're all, just so it's bored. all
0: day yeah. yeah you can't do anything yeah yeah,
1: yeah. And my mom was just pretty much sitting by my bedside the entire time, just like waiting on me hand and fist. And like, uh, but I mean, like, I couldn't even like talk to her because like half the time I was out. Yeah. Half the time I was like partially out. And like, maybe I got like five words into her like every couple hours or something. It must have been terribly boring for her. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But no, they flew me back. On a, on a, like, a little, little plane, put me on, like, this hard board, flew me back to Edmonton, mm-hmm. and that winter we had, like, the shittiest winter of all time. Like, they were driving, like, 40 kilometers an hour on the Hyundai to get me back to the West End, to the Misericordia Hospital. Oh, really? Okay, it was really and bad that year. Yeah, it was so bad that huh. year, I remember. Okay. I, was, I was almost, like, kind of, like, laughing to myself. I was like, huh, I can't even drive, so, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Sucks for you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it great. sucks for everybody that's coming to see me, I yeah. guess, but, yeah... And I mean, I had a lot of people come see me, which was mm-hmm. super special too. Cause yeah. I mean, that gives you a positive outlook too. You have your friends that are yeah, there for you and helping you out. And, um, but yeah, when I go back to the Miz, uh, they started putting me like in like these, like into physio, like the physio unit at the Miz is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had uh, a couple physios there. Uh, one who's moved out to Ontario, which is too bad. Cause he was phenomenal. Um, they were like getting me up to like in between these like parallel bars and I, I couldn't support myself like I they like harnessed me and like right like hanging yeah, yeah, yes, me yes, from yes, the yes. ceiling yeah but I was still like seeing stuff of it do you have a photo of that somewhere I do somewhere yeah yeah and
0: I've seen like pictures and videos online and stuff and now well now they have maybe you showed it to me recently because now they have like robotic legs for people with more severe injuries and yeah they'll sort of like walk for you sort of thing and yeah. stuff and yeah, all um, kinds of crazy stuff
1: yeah when I got to the Glen Rose they actually had like a pre that like that's like version 2.0 oh okay yeah. version like 1.0 was like this thing that's like on a treadmill and it's like in place and they actually like tied you up to the machine okay. and, like and it like supposedly like retrains your gait did the guy have to, like, walk behind you with, like, sticks on it or something? No, because... Like, Weekend at
0: Bernie's, like...
1: <laughs> no, 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 like, because... Although they do do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you've probably seen, like, physios on a treadmill. They actually do move, like, your legs for you. But that's in, like, facilities that they don't have this thing. Oh, okay. Got it's, like, you. this, like, yeah. robotic suit. They put you... It's super cool. Huh. Like, it's fucking incredible. But they put you in, like, this, like, suit... And they like suspend you from the ceiling so you don't fall. But at the time, I could actually like stand. Like, this was this was like a month and a half right, later right. or whatever. But, yeah. um,
0: like obviously with it taking most of your weight or whatever. But yeah. You still yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. the like
1: posture, I guess, if you will. Like,
0: the yeah. Muscles. I'm sure like... I
1: have a photo of that somewhere yeah. too. I'll have to find yeah. it. But it's. No,
0: you, uh, you, I'm sure you do. Super sure cool. Man. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, it's, um, <clears> it's, it's like this exoskeleton type of thing. Like, some like Terminator. Type. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, where was I? Misericordia, seeing all my friends, which was nice, mm-hmm. uh, at least being back in home. And uh, that was, like, right before Christmas. So I actually um, got transferred to the Glen Rose Rehab Hospital, like, two days before Christmas, I want to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, really?
1: and I was actually able to go home for Christmas. And it really? was the first time I'd oh, been really? home in, like, a month. Yeah. Yeah. Close to, well, yeah, close to a month over a month actually and oh man that was that was like you don't miss your bed until like you've been like not allowed to sleep in it because you're in a hospital bed hospital beds are the fucking worst man like yeah not comfy there's hospitals are supposed to be for healing Mm -hmm. and like you are in these terrible environments there's lights going off all the time there's well not sirens but like alarms Mm -hmm. um just going off 24 7
0: right right yeah. in the so middle of the night Not right? the most relaxing absolutely environment
1: not. so like how are you supposed to like heal how are you supposed to get your sleep and be better when you're yeah it's it's pretty messed yeah, up yeah
0: so, yeah for uh, sure
1: yeah but then anyway got got home for christmas my parents bought like a ramp so i could like get my wheelchair up on in the ramp and into my house yeah
0: wow was, yeah Jeez. Yeah, you uh <laughs> Would it? I'm just thinking of like at your
1: parents' house, the steps are pretty steep, so yeah, they must have had like a fairly long. It was a fairly, It was a fairly Did someone build ramp. it or did they buy it or what? They went and bought it off somebody that was moving away and they needed, they had a ramp for, but there was no way you'd be able to get up it yourself. Yeah, you would yeah. need somebody to push you up the ramp. Oh, okay, type okay, of thing. okay, okay, yeah. Uh, and then my stairs too, like I would actually get out of my wheelchair and like crawl up the stairs really yeah to like no shit yeah to like crawl up the stairs and then like crawl into my bed and then just die for 16 hours and wake back up and yeah. do it all over again yeah wow yeah excellent yeah hmm. but um yeah and then they because they had transferred me to the Glenrose like three days before then and uh, that's where you start like your real rehabilitation mm-hmm. um, they actually like before you get transferred there, they bring in, like, a doctor to make sure your mindset's in the right spot. Because they want people that are actually willing to, like,
0: okay, make the okay, effort. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. And... Uh, so what kind of stuff did they ask you? Well, they would just kind of be, like, they would just, like, ask you questions to see what, like, your outlook was on your injury. Right. And, like, if your mindset was, like, positive towards mm-hmm. recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean rightfully so people in that situation
0: resources and stuff too right for yeah they they have to face i guess reality if you will at some point so yeah
1: and i mean people in that sort of situation i mean can get super negative right like you can get super down on yourself obviously like your life has changed it's completely different than it was a month ago or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah they go and interview to make sure you're in that right mindset but
0: now if you say do you have any indication if you like weren't, would they kind of like try to positive talk to you and be like, Hey, if you're going to do this rehab, you need to come into it. Like, yes, I can improve. Or would See, they just be like, yeah, X, well, like, all right, send them home. They
1: only have so many spots yeah. in the hospital at one time. Right. So I'm sure they make their decision based on it. I don't know what the process is or mm-hmm. what the criteria mm-hmm. is. They just kind of talk to you. Yeah. And they're okay. like, you, you know, and like. And my question was always to the doctors, like, how much better can I get? And he was like, we don't know. But Uh, that's, I guess, perhaps partially up to you, right? Yeah, exactly. So, So, yeah. And, I mean, they got me in super quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, My mindset was always like, and I'm sure you know this, it was always like, I'm going to get better. Mm -hmm. It was never, like, negative. Yeah. It was never... um, and I never really question it, right? Like, yeah. even when you're in that sort of situation where it's, like, you know the odds, too. It's, like, 9 out of 10 people in that situation don't walk again. Um, And of those people that do walk again, it's usually, like, you need, like, a cane or, like, mm. arm crutches or, like, yes. uh, a walker or, like... Yeah. And, and, like, a lot of those people that can walk after a spinal cord injury, like... They can walk, but it's, like, so taxing on them that they're almost better not to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. So a lot of people even choose to, like, stay in a wheelchair because it's it's just so taxing for them to actually be able to walk. Right. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, but I was just never like, eh, you know what? I'm not going to need a cane. I'm not going to need any of this stuff. And, I mean, if
0: you see me today... Yeah, I mean, you walk... Well, you can walk unassisted. Yeah. And moderately normally. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> said something
1: funny to me like a couple of years ago we were like walking to the uh, Expo Center for the uh for the Home and Garden Home, Show. Home and Garden Show. Yeah. And I remember it because it was hilarious to me. It was like, Man, you still walk pretty fast <laughs> after all <laughs> the <laughs> I do remember that. It was pretty funny.
0: I said that to you? Mm-hmm. Were you, like, walking too fast for me or something? I don't like know. That? I don't yeah. know if I was walking too fast for you, but you were huh, like, you were still
1: walking pretty fast. And I was like, ah, hmm. you know.
0: But uh, I wonder what I... Maybe I was holding the door, and you're like, oh, sorry, like, because you're behind me. And I'm like, oh, you're still... I don't know. I wish I could remember. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah.
1: That's funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah. then, I mean, they put you in the rehab hospital. You, you do... Like, it's Navy SEAL type shit, man. Like, you're in rehab, like eight hours a day like um and when you're not you're essentially eating a meal or like sleeping sleeping yeah hmm. Like it, it's pretty intense like they it's work you. yeah but i mean i was all for it man like I would you like,
0: would you see pretty tangible progress like even during a day sort of thing like
1: i i wouldn't say it's like it was daily but it was like every week i felt like there was something better mm. and um i'll actually go back a little bit too because um yeah, yeah. I'll talk about nerve pain and stuff for a second because they when you have this type of injury there's there's the motor side and then there's the sensory side. So there's the motor side where like is obviously muscle contraction and all that, mm-hmm. your ability to balance, blah blah blah. blah, blah. Yep. Sensory is your feeling. So when you have that sort of injury, there's actually people that have no feeling but have 100% motor.
2: Mm-hmm. It's super weird. Like, it's super weird. Right.
1: Like they, like, they might not be able to feel their legs, and they're not able to really, like, place them in space. So, mm-hmm. like, they're not able to, like, know right right where their feet are, but they still have, like, full motor function. And then there's people huh. on the complete opposite side where they can feel everything but just have no motor, no motor function. function. Really? Yeah, it's super, like, wow. it's the most weird yeah. injury of yeah. all time. Yeah. Like, aside from, like, brain injury, Yeah. it's... Well, it's just, you know,
0: kind of the neurological system of the body is pre- such a crazy yeah. crazy thing, really. Yeah, so.
1: so, and it's all these, it's just electrical signals. Yeah. Um, but anyway, when, when your nerves are trying to c- communicate and there's like a blockage or a, like a, a gap or whatever, there's like this incredible pain and it's called nerve pain. And there's nothing you can do for it by taking oh, okay. painkillers or anything okay. like that. I understand. Yeah, yeah, like you actually have to... Um, like dull the nerves down with uh a drug called gabapentin or something like that that will actually like and i'm sure i'm botching this but like slow the communications down or like allow the nerve to kind of like not fire so intensely Hmm. okay because when you, when you don't get it it's mm. like these like just daggers everywhere okay, in your really, skin yeah. that you yeah. can't stop it's yeah. the weirdest fucking thing yeah. ever and um i talked about it in the podcast but they put me in the shower like two weeks a week and a half after i'd hurt myself and i could feel like the water coming down on my legs and then on top of that having the nerve pain on top of that it was like this transcendent crazy ex- most painful thing ever but that's like in that moment i knew that i was going to get better because i knew that i could feel something Mm -hmm. and then on top of that being able to like contract the 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 quadriceps and all that stuff like i i knew i was gonna get better don't Hmm. ask me how don't ask me why it's just but that was the that was like the point very defining like i'll remember that moment for the rest of my life because it was like in that moment that i was like Mm here i do better how are you for time
0: good good keep going i'll let you know I'm trying to check in a way that won't distract you. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I'm just
1: trying to think of what else what other stuff can I talk about? Like
0: So I'm kinda cause I'm just trying to remember as well for my own sake. So cause obviously you were in the Glen Rose doing the rehab. Yep. Yeah. You like they had a program or whatever and you finished and you eventually got to go home full time. Yeah. Did you have checkup physio appointments? Like I can't remember because this was a yes. while ago too, right? So. Yeah,
1: so they did like outpatient. So after they send you home you're able to go to the outpatient clinic where they just bring you in on like a bi-weekly or monthly basis. Like or kind that. of
0: going to normal physio, I guess, right? So. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, but I mean, it's kind of on you at that point, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you can kind of determine how much further you can take it. Cause I mean, physio is one expensive and two, it's like,
0: there does come a point, like I've done physio for stuff too, granted, much less severe, but it does, yeah. like, they, they, they can only teach you so many exercises or whatever, yeah.
1: and then you have to, like, actually do it. Absolutely. And rebuild the muscle or whatever. Yeah, so, it's, on, it's on you to get, like, to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will, like, go to their physio session and then get the exercise and then just not do anything. Sit about around it. F- yeah. for two weeks and yeah. then, oh, physio again. Yeah. And I mean, I would, I would go to the gym. I would, like, even when I was in a wheelchair, I would go to the gym. Yeah, I would go to the
0: gym. We need to find that picture of you with uh, doing the chin up out of the wheelchair however yeah. we did that
1: that was a pretty dope picture I'm how like, uh do
0: you was that I think that was your first time going to the gym was when I took you to World Health if you yeah recall. it
1: probably was one of those times yeah. like I went with Jake too because my brother would mm-hmm. like but I didn't go with a wheelchair too much because it was it was just like and I feel bad for people that have to deal with wheelchairs all the time it's just such a hassle kind of a production it's yeah. such a, it is like yeah. you have to put it in the back of the car yeah get in the car yeah like it's such a mm-hmm. super involved experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I just re- yeah, you definitely got a lot of looks though. Like people yeah. were like, "Wow, so inspiring!" <laughs> like, Chariots of Fire starts playing in the background and stuff. Maybe there's an intro song for
1: us but I don't uh, even know if I've ever heard that yeah, one. But yeah,
0: you'll, you'll know it. You'll know it. When yeah. I'll play it for you. Well, I mean, because um, I had
1: known all those people for three or four years, and they hadn't seen me. And in-
0: that's true too, because yeah. you were kind of knowing at like. A any person who goes to the gym regularly you might recognize their face after all yeah. but also you're kind of the mayor of the gym at the time right so like <laughs>
1: yeah i've talked to everybody yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So. make friends with everybody so yeah yeah and um yeah i don't know it took probably after that i was i actually walked out of the glenrose so from injury to date of release i think it was like two and a half months mm-hmm. i want to say and I actually walked out of the Glen Rose with a walker, like, with, yeah. a, like, an old-school, like, grandpa walker.
0: Yeah, yeah, to kind of scooch along. So, do you remember when you could, like, definitively walk again? Like, because I know you could for a while, but your, your legs would get really fucking tired and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So,
1: Yeah, it's, um... I don't know if they're... Like, I can't really, like, pinpoint a time where I was, like... Yeah, I was wondering if you could remember yeah. exactly. I would just, like, I would just push myself further and further every single day and um I always the thing about some physios and doctors too is they like they don't want you to push yourself so hard that you injure yourself because they don't want to have liability on them or re-injure even right exactly yeah yeah so you there would be points where I was in the hospital and I'd be like standing out of my wheelchair or something and, like the nurse would be like get back in there like what do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I was like and I would like look at her and be like N- why nah. <laughs> like why yeah. like you know like why uh, I'm I'm trying to like get better you know and mm-hmm. like whenever I was home uh being home was probably the best part because I could like I didn't use my walker I didn't use any of that stuff I I would just like walk around the house and like yeah. you know use like a
0: chair kind of or yeah or the walls or yeah
1: whatever right yeah. so but um yeah man it was like a whole process of like relearning and i mean i i probably today like even to this day i'm still probably getting better i yeah would
0: you say so you know we don't like to say you're ever like done but no you you know you obviously got to a point where you could like properly walk again throughout the day and drive yeah let's would you say that was one year after two years after
1: yeah probably between eight months and a year after okay the injury yeah
0: and then so in the five years since then like would you say there's improvement
1: I would say like strength improvements for sure right um, I guess that would be the biggest one it's pretty funny because my like right leg like my left leg and my right leg there's actually like there was an imbalance there for a long time and where the left leg was like so much stronger
0: and this was uh, post injury post
1: injury but I mean even before the in- this is the weird thing is that you. Like, almost take your muscle imbalances into an injury like that. Hmm. So, the weird thing is, like, I was a goalie when I played hockey, and my, like, left leg was just always stronger than my right, because I would always, like, get up with my left leg.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I guess you would have, like, so naturally, like, there would be one you would go up So, it's like, first. I had
1: trained neurologically my left leg wow huh okay yeah that's really interesting because people don't really think that strength strength is twofold right it's like it's it's size of the muscle but then it's also neurological right like so you can get a lot stronger without putting size on your muscle mm-hmm. and then size comes on top of that too mm-hmm. right
0: yeah. or like are you talking even like uh like kind of quick t- twitch fibers like you know how, like yeah. basketball guys or hockey guys will do like plyometrics or whatever the yeah. hell it's called like yeah. that sort of thing or mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: Yeah. So there's like a neurological aspect and that's kind of like, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it yourself. Like one day you can bench 270 and the other day you can't bench 245. And it's just because there's actually like the neurological system gets fatigued on top of. Hmm.
0: So like if you worked out. In the morning versus evening, and you had a long day of yeah. thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's, right?
1: there's stuff that comes into, like, there's a bunch of different factors. But yeah. um yeah. they liken it to, like, overtraining, but it's, I mean, that can play a factor. Like, where you're, you'll bench, like, three days ago, and then you'll come in three days later, and mm-hmm. you'll just not be as strong as you were three okay. days ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. Intriguing. Yeah. 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 So.
0: Okay, we're back into it. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> uh, Mindset. Yeah. Yeah. We had just... Okay. You had just uh, finished saying... Uh, oh, God. Now I totally forgot. I don't know. So, well, anyways, uh, I think w- wheelchair in the gym story we got there, right? That yeah, first, we got so, there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's kind of the... I guess... Well... To make it about myself, for me, I kind of forget about your injury sometimes in a yeah. lot of ways, or I don't think about it. Like I'm just so used to it; it's something that happened, and then, yeah, you know. And I've told you this before, because sometimes people will comment on your you have a very unique gait and stuff, which you're kind of aware of, right? Mm. So th- sometimes it'll come up organically in other ways, and then I'll be like, "Oh, fuck, right?" So like, yeah. do you think about it ever often? Do you like do you every morning say like, "Well"? at least I can walk and then go do your shit or, or what do you, do you you Um, see where I'm going?
1: I mean, I think that like every day I do have some residual pain or some sort of like,
0: yeah. Are you in, are you in some level of pain or discomfort all the time? Like where, it's not necessarily
1: pain. It's more like tightness of the, of the lower body. So like my legs are like, I really need to like stretch them out to be like, super limber mm-hmm. and the, the more that I stretch them out, the better that I walk so yeah. it's like there's days where I like feel like I'm 100 mm-hmm. percent then there's also days I feel like I'm like 40 percent
0: right okay. and
1: it really has to do with like how much I'm how much activity I'm doing when I'm walking a lot it's really yeah. good um yeah I mean I don't really think about it very much like it's just something that it is something that happened it is a part of my life but it's it's not like it defines me in any way i feel that i can use the experience to help people like i I feel like i can talk to people that are going through similar situations or even other challenges in their lives and say it does get better like Mm -hmm. it just has to do with your mindset it has to do with are you willing to work and put in the work to get better and I mean, you can really fix pretty much any issue of your in your life if you have those two pieces. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I go about it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not that I'm, it's not that I think about it very often. It's just I don't know. It's it's a part of you after six years or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: right. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, would you say it's almost pushed you? Because obviously you were. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but you probably were slightly more. Well, let me think when this injury was because we were still in McHugh, and like you wouldn't have really started a company yet or anything like that. But like, do you think it's kind of pushed you down the path you're on further or changed life direction on like a more business career level? Or
1: I think, yeah, do you think
0: that's had like ripples to it?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, before the injury, I didn't really know, like, where I was going uh, in life. I kind of, like, didn't think about... Um, we'll put it this way. Like, I didn't really think about the, the shortness of life and how every single day matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of going through motions and stuff. Whereas now I'm very meticulous in like what I do and that I know that I mean like your life can change in an instant Mm -hmm. so if this was my last day on earth today I'm going to be living it for myself and to do what I want to do Mm -hmm. and not really like you kind of your mindset shifts after something like that, and that you don't really have a a sense of, uh, of fear anymore. You don't really, um, you're, you're not really afraid of too much because it's one of the worst possible situations you can go through. And you come out on the other side, realizing that like, like life's not bad, man. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's shitty aspects to it but yeah you get this perspective in where life could be so much worse mm-hmm. that you really stop um you stop complaining you stop uh getting angry about little shit you stop um you stop really thinking about like the short term you start thinking more long term you start um you know, it's it's really hard to put this into words like it's it's this perspective shift that you I don't know. It's it's really hard for me to like talk
0: it, about. in term like, do you get worked up or just it's very hard to articulate? Like it's more of abstract thoughts. It's it's it's
1: more of like an abstract thought. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like this, like it's a perspective that I mean, you go into a hospital and you see like the worst situation. Like, I mean you saw some you see people dying. Mm-hmm. You see people that are like, like quadriplegics and that are in dire situations right mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. see people but you also see like the best of humanity too and there where you see like the the hope and the and the the desire to be better and I don't know like it, it's just all these like things that completely mm-hmm. combine yeah. to like shift your yeah. viewpoint on what life right. is
0: well like a really truly unique situation that only you truly went through yeah right yeah like not like your your friends to a degree experienced something your parents did your brother did yeah but yours was like truly the most and the most unique right yeah
1: like I mean you live it every day right so Mm -hmm. it's like and you go home with it and you sleep with it at night and that's Mm -hmm. kind of right so Mm -hmm. yeah I I've thought about how to articulate it. Like I've thought about like writing about it. I've, I've started writing about it too, Mm -hmm. but it's just this like, um, yeah, you kind of like stop caring about pain points. They like, they just don't bother you anymore. Mm -hmm. Whereas like before my injury, I would get mad at like traffic and I would like complain about the weather. And I would like,
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you
1: know like a lot of people do that right yeah for me now it just like it doesn't even cross my mind like it's just something that it doesn't occur to me oh, anymore. okay yeah yeah like i'm sure. just so like thankful to be in the moment and to experience it all yeah regardless of it being bad or good and i kind mm-hmm. of you get this like almost like stoicism in that like things aren't bad they're not good they're just what they are and like you can take that situation and you can make it you can make it better or you can make it worse. And it's all based on how you react to the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could have taken that injury and I could have let it destroy me. Like I could have, I could have had it and that would have been the end of my life. Right. Like I could have started drinking or something, or I could have killed myself. Right. Right, right. There are people that do that after that sort of experience, Mm -hmm. or you can take that experience and you can say, this is what I've been through. And, I can impact the world based on what I've been through and I can touch people based on that perspective, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and I can can connect with them on these different challenges that they're going through and say, it does get better if you're willing to to completely shift your mind and look at it as a positive instead of a negative. Mm -hmm. I look at my injury and I I think back and I'm like, that's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. And I, 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 it sounds cliche. It sounds like, you know, like how people go through that. Right. Right. And like, Oh, for sure. It, it, it certainly does. But, but, but it's like, it's this thing that like, it changed my entire outlook and it mm-hmm. like gave me this mindset that's completely different from how I was six years ago. Right. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, to answer your question about like the, the business side of things and stuff, it's like, I just realized how like short life is, is like, I don't want to be doing things that I don't want to do. Mm hmm. Right, like yeah. I don't want to uh, be hating my life because I realize how special it is. Mm-hmm. I realize how how quick it can be taken away from you, and I realize how like fragile things are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I think I think that's like the biggest thing is that I've I've shifted my my mindset to be like be thankful for everything, be um, gracious and and have gratitude for every minute of every day and then in each and every minute of every day make it count because mm-hmm. that's that's all you have mm-hmm. right where people are thinking about the past or thinking about the future like you don't really have those things right uh my favorite quote probably almost all time is the marcus Aurelius quote i mean, i think we've talked about this before is a man cannot have uh what is, how does it go it's like a man cannot We'll have to look this up. But it's like a man cannot have the past or the the future. It's it's something he doesn't hold. Right? Like... Hmm. Okay, yeah. I think you you know the quote. I botched it, but that's not... Yeah, yeah. But it's it's, Keep going, keep going. It's like that's not what what you have. You Mm -hmm. have the current moment. And from that, you can decide pretty much how your life goes. And in every single minute that you have on this earth, you can determine how things go. Yeah. And that's how my the whole my whole life shifted Mm -hmm. yeah
0: I'm trying to find this here I'm trying to find it here but uh, no I can't oh wait here we go okay this is a good one so this is going to be worth the dramatic pause here Uh, no one can lose either the past or the future how could anyone be deprived of what he does not possess it is only the present moment of which either stands to be deprived and if this is as if this is all he has, he cannot lose what he does
1: not have. Yeah. So you don't have the future, you don't have the past, you only have the present moment, mm-hmm. and you can only affect the present moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? You can you can have this anxiety over what tomorrow is going to be, mm-hmm. but tomorrow, like it just doesn't come, yeah. and you can't. And you can have depression, and you can have. Uh, you can be depressed about the past, but it's something that you can't affect yeah.
0: anymore. Well, yeah, or it's not really, in many ways, it's not real. It's just a, it's a memory. shared memory, shared kind of consciousness, whatever exactly. you want to call it, right?
1: So, so it's, uh, this goes, this happens, right? Like, I, I have an mm-hmm. injury. Okay, how do I get better in this moment? How do I, what do I do to get better, right? Like, it it, it happened. I can't change that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it comes down to the moment of what am I what am I doing today that's going to help me get better? Mm-hmm. I can't think five years down the road. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. I don't know where I'm going to be in a week, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All I know is like where what I can do today. Yeah, and how that's going to help me. And that right. and you apply that to all facets mm-hmm. of your life. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You make huge, huge changes, huge shifts. Right. Yeah.
0: And I would even add to that or say to that. As well, like a lot of that stuff isn't like profound advice or stuff that's like a truly. I'm sure people have heard that before, mm-hmm. but like you, but you get kinda, it. Like you, you would really, really internalize it, and it's yeah. also interesting to think like, yeah, obviously, if this person has had this experience, like this means so much more to them in, yeah. in that way, or Absolutely. or that they've just really come to know it in their in their bones and their yeah. soul, right? So.
1: It was. It's essentially like, a, in that moment, like you know how people have the the, like, the flash of their life before they die or whatever, mm-hmm, yeah. Where they have like a near death experience and then completely change their life after. Yeah, I wouldn't say <clears throat> that I completely changed my life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but there are definitely aspects that I took from that experience and said, "This is where I'm gonna go with it." Mm-hmm. So I, I've cut out things that I. I don't believe in anymore. I've really yeah. stopped spending time with things and people that aren't positively affecting me. Mm-hmm. And it's painful to do that sort of thing. But you realize that you have so much time. Mm-hmm. And by so much time, I mean you have not very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So so much, it, it, like, it defines so only so much. Yeah, I you guess only ha- what, yeah. you only
1: have so much time, right? So. Yeah. If you're gonna waste it on those things, yeah, it eats away at you, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it takes it literally takes your life away. So <laughs> yeah. when you start stop, like when you start not allowing those things in your life, you increase the life that you are living.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, mm. you're not wasting. it. Yeah, well. There are those out there who will say, if you're not putting time into your own stuff, you're putting time into someone else's work, I guess. right? Yeah. So, yeah. and that could be, you know, watch in, like, you can take that to a, an extreme and basically say, okay, by that logic, you should never be doing anything aside from work 100% of the time, which yeah. is just ridiculous in yeah. itself too, right? Yeah. Like it's, but, you know, all the time you put into movies or video games or, yeah. I don't know, porn. Yeah. Fucking, uh going to the bar yeah being hungover, yeah i don't know so it, like that's all some other
1: somebody else's time
0: someone else's time and that work they've taken away from you yeah. yeah
1: yeah and that's the thing is that like we have this attention economy that we we live in right mm-hmm. so the hour that you're on your phone mm-hmm. you could be taking that hour and doing something to get yourself better yeah in whatever aspect of your life it's like I'm broke right now, but I'm spending five hours on my phone scrolling through social media and stuff, and it doesn't matter to me, mm-hmm. right? Like, take that time and put it into making yourself better. Go read a book. Go, phys- like, I'm a huge proponent of physical activity. Mm-hmm. I always have been, but even more so now because yeah. I realize how much that really saved me.
0: Yeah. Well, it also just for, like, long-term disease and risk of disease and stuff, like, mm-hmm you can look up any type of whatever ailment that is common for older people. Yeah. And it's like cures and prevention diet and exercise is like the first on everything, especially stuff like, I don't know, like cancer and stuff, not yeah. on what rate, yeah. so, but you know, I, I don't know. I guess part of it isn't that hard. Right. And you know, not to take away from anyone who has any insane condition or yeah. tragedy or whatever, but yeah. I mean, if you're not in that boat, I guess make the best of it. Right. So
1: I mean, at the end of the day, it's like I was and still am a paraplegic. If I'm able to do something, like you're able to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. if, if if I'm able to go to the gym with a wheelchair and whatever, like Yeah. What what is your excuse? You know, it's like it's like yeah. Yeah. if I'm able to do that, there's people that would kill for the opportunity to get out of bed in the morning and not have to like, you know? and like yeah but that's this comes back to what I was talking about in perspective is like why are you complaining about stuff right like when you lose the ability to walk Mm -hmm. you don't like you don't cherish that stuff until you lose it Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. when you lose the ability to do that sort of thing or like if somebody loses their eyesight or whatever you don't cherish it until it's gone Mm -hmm. right yeah and I wish people would just look at what they have and be grateful for it because that's a huge shift in your in your own happiness is that you start to realize that I have so much. Mm-hmm. Even if you have like, if you have a functioning body, if you, if you, if you can see properly, if you can hear this podcast, like if you can, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you have all of your faculties in check, like you're blessed. And mm-hmm. when you start taking those blessings yeah. and then realizing that, that I have so much, yeah you change your life. Right. You change your life in that instant. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And yeah, I, uh, it took this injury for me to realize that stuff. And, but now I'm like, I'm pretty happy, man. Like, I'm I'm, sure I'm pretty happy. Like
0: you're a pretty Zen person for sure. I would say mm, knowing you and it sounds like that may have this kind of impacted it in more ways than I really thought of until just now.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I think that that, did it made me that way right mm-hmm. it's it for me it's like i just <laughs> for me if you know me it's so difficult to make me mad it's mm-hmm. so difficult to mm-hmm. make me angry yeah it just like it doesn't happen anymore right like right. you would have to like i don't know
0: yeah wrong you in a very severe way, yeah you I would have suppose, to wrong right? me in a very severe way yeah. for me to get angry or be a <laughs> real estate client of yours
1: <laughs> even then i don't even yeah yeah you know
0: (laughs) just kidding josh's clients out there
1: yeah no but like it's it's uh i don't know like you just stop i don't want to say you stop caring but you just stop letting things get to you
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you stop being
1: bothered in like a negative way i guess yeah right yeah hundred percent yeah yeah so you yeah you take that deep breath and you just like let it go
0: So if your plan going forward is to help others or inspire others or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, obviously, like, how are you, you know, we kind of know the answer, but a very leading question here. How do you,
1: uh, you know, how do you plan on doing that? Also, I think the camera just died, but uh, (laughs) we'll keep going. So answer my question. Yeah. I think that, um, well, I started the the clothing company. did it die on you? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, That's all good. Yeah. So I started the clothing company, Sapien Athletica. What we're doing with that is that, um, Every single article of clothing that we sell, we're donating partial proceeds to Stars or Ambulance to begin with. Um, okay. Because Stars or Ambulance, is, it's a part of my story, and they're run 100% on donations, but they, they literally save lives. Like They literally give people second chances at life. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: I feel that if I can help in some way to do that, that's how I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Um, I also started the Invictus podcast, uh, which we were talking about a little bit earlier just to talk with people that have been through certain scenarios in their lives that are super challenging, but to give mm. hope and inspiration to people that are going through trying times. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, we, we're all human. We all go through painful times in our lives. Like we lose family members. We, we lose friends. Yeah. We have injuries. We, we, you know, like we just get down in the dumps sometimes. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what the whole intention of the podcast is to kind of reach out to those people that are going through that time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and helping them through it um yeah so that's kind of what i've I've been doing over the last little bit Mm -hmm. and i mean do do you have any guests booked yet for your show i'm gonna be booking uh there's definitely one girl that i was in the hospital with that i would really like to get in touch with and talk to Mm -hmm. um there's a couple people that i know that have been through some stuff that i i don't know if they want to come on the show or not but Mm -hmm. i'll see what i can do with them yeah yeah and uh yeah so
0: well it's interesting because there's sort of Like, well, I even showed you a gentleman I stumbled across the other day who was in a very strangely similar situation who was from Edmonton, I want to say, too, or Edmonton area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to hear. And, yeah, I don't know. But I I suppose some people maybe don't want to talk about it, right? So it's all relative.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it also depends on, like, their mindset going through it, too, right? Like, some people, like, have a really positive outlook from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of more the person that I want to talk to is the people that... Um, have been through that like a challenging situation and come out on the other side and feel that they're better for it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's who I really want to talk to you because right. like, like that's, that's the inspiration. Right. So yeah, I think that it's, it's going to be a pretty cool project and it's kind of a passion project right now. It's something that I'm just doing out of, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to get in contact with these people and try to like share stories and mm-hmm. just really like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. shit They can share their, morphine stories as well too, right so <laughs> exactly yeah. So. yeah yeah all right well uh thanks for coming on josh as our inaugural guest you're on very this welcome show. yeah <laughs> there's a great story very inspiring story i hope people got something out of it and yeah we'll uh yeah maybe have you back on uh, in the future to yeah <laughs> to maybe discuss further we'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah see if you're around but uh yeah, yeah. all right well We're... then yeah check out uh you can check out josh's uh solo projects <laughs> uh uh invictus podcast do you have a like you don't have a separate social media for that that's just within it Sapien, is, correct
1: yeah just within sapien so it's all on the soundcloud like i do have the soundcloud the spotify google yeah. play etc but yeah. uh it's all within the sapien brand because it's kind yeah. of something i wanted yeah. to be together yeah and uh yeah
0: so we would just search sapien athletica
1: correct dot com and you will you will see the clothing. You will see the podcast on the site too, yep. and uh, have a listen. Let me know your thoughts, and uh, I will be back next week. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. An inter- I'll probably we'll probably be interviewers next week because we yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we have a couple interesting plan, people so, that we yeah. want to get on, uh, talking yeah, about definitely. some home flipping, talking about some some financial stuff. Yeah. Man,
0: also I have some. T- on my list of guests, it's less serious people. We're just some friends of ours to come talk about <laughs> some bullshit. So uh, you got that too, right? Yep. So everything in between. Yep. Yeah.
1: Longandheartpodcast.com.
0: Yeah, at Podcast. Spotify, Apple, Google Play. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. SoundCloud rappers, YouTube, Facebook.
1: No pod bean.
0: No pod, <laughs> yeah. Pod you're Bean. a random shade at Podbean for whatever fucking reason today. Isn't Podbean like a hosting platform though? Like, yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's like kind of like a SoundCloud, just yeah. not as good. So.
0: Well, well, it it's more of a packaged solution, right? Yeah. So, like, if you know, if like it would be easier to go Podbean than what we did, but you have to pay for Podbean, obviously. So
1: yeah, fuck Podbean. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> yeah. On that note, we yeah. are
1: out of this bitch. Yeah, have a
0: good one. Un- oh, you thought you were finished. Well, before we close off today's episode, I got to tell you real quick about a new project uh, I'm working on. Uh, and also, Josh isn't here to stop me from talking about this, but a uh, uh, new podcast coming out within our kind of network. Uh, it's called the Millennial Homeowner Podcast, uh, and it's hosted by yours truly. And it's uh, specific to real estate and sharing my experience. Uh, in the industry so far and targeted at the millennial generation generally speaking anyone under age 35 when they hear this and as we as a generation get into the real estate world tips tricks advice uh, valuable guests people you can learn from so excuse me uh, you have that to look forward to and kind of just bringing my experience over the last four four and a bit years now in the real estate game, uh, and bringing some kind of value to you, if you're someone, whether you're looking to buy a home tomorrow, two years, five years, eight years, 10 years, whatever, uh, you know, we might find that interesting. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, you can find that on my website, thomasgharrington.com, or, uh, if you just search, uh, millennial homeowner on any of your favorite podcast networks, by the time uh, you hear this, they'll be dropping this th- thursday which is july the 4th uh shout out to any americans who might be listening to this so uh yeah check that out really would appreciate the listens and uh, thanks as always for listening to long and hard keep it hard keep it long we'll see you next week